For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast, um, hosted by the starting kicker for your Golden Gophers, Matthew Trickett, and me, Tony Liebert. Um, for today's episode, we will be reacting to the Gophers' thrilling 23-16 victory over Wisconsin as they retain Paul Bunyan's axe in consecutive years for the first time since 1993-94. Um, so... I guess uh, we'll get right into uh, the game. Um, and it was obviously a very exciting game, start to finish. Um, a lot of big plays on both ends. Um, very good performances. It was just a really solid football game. And I think at the end of the day, uh, you guys won the turnover battle. Wisconsin had one interception, and uh, you guys had no turnovers. And I would imagine I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think – um, you guys might be undefeated this year when that happens. So, um, it, it really just was a good 60 minutes of football from start to finish. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it was very complimentary football. You already brought up, you know, the turnover margin, the offense took care of the ball, uh, no turnovers and late in the fourth quarter, you know, Wally was able to get that interception. So we always stress the balls of the program and, you know, that's the most important piece of football is the ball itself. So that's how you score points. And taking care of that, as you said, is huge in games. And I believe you are right with saying, you know, when we win the turnover margin, we win the game. So, yeah, it's just when uh, I guess the Gophers play the style of football that they do um, mm -hmm. with uh, relying on your defense and uh, – on Saturday, it changed a little bit that there was more more of a passing game game plan than a uh, running attack. But when you play that Big Ten West style of uh, a slow football and you want to control time of possession, those turnovers have such a big impact on the game. And it's really hard to get possessions like that back 
So in a yeah. game like this, it just has a massive, massive impact on the result of the scoreboard, I think. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, you know, that's kind of what Big Ten West football is. That's what Wisconsin is. That's what Iowa is. Um, Illinois this year. Purdue, you know, they've most recently been a pass-heavy team, so could be a little bit different for them, but – that's a formula for a lot of the teams in the Big Ten West, and capital knowing that and capitalizing on it is our strength. Yeah, um, kind of. I guess after the game, um, obviously this was the last regular season game, and a lot of people, uh, it, it's such a big win for the program with two straight wins over Wisconsin, something that hasn't happened in twenty plus years, almost thirty, and um, it's. You finish the year eight and four. I guess what I'm what I'm getting at is the vibe around the locker room when you have such a big win like this, and you obviously celebrate it so much, and uh, deservedly so. It's a massive win for the program and the team. But I guess kind of now um, that it's Monday after the game, you look back at all twelve games you had, eight and four. I guess what's kind of the vibe around the team of how the season ultimately went? Um, because there there were a lot of things you accomplished, obviously that. Uh, I think the team wanted to heading into the season, but there were some things that you came up short. Yeah, definitely. I mean, all the seniors this year had our eyes set on the Big Ten West and, you know, not being able to do that and just falling, you know, a game or two short of that is, it, it is a little heartbreaking, but at the same time to see all the successes and the close games and where, People thought we were down and out, but we were able to come back from that. Um, you know, that's college football, and it's very tough in the Big Ten. Uh, very tough to win any game, let alone eight. So, you know, especially the seniors that have been here since they started, they've accomplished so much, so many firsts, and so many this hasn't happened in X amount of years and stuff like that. So, while we can sit and say, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, there's a lot of great things that did come out of this season. And um, we just hope that the younger guys were paying attention and able to learn from that. Um, I, I also find it, I guess, interesting because really in sports in general, especially college football, uh, it seems really quickly that people just uh, jump straight to almost next season and uh, in the Gophers case, even skip the bowl game. And for your perspective as a senior, I guess, uh, what's like the the feeling around the team when you have such a big win like this? And it's it's uh, you're building up to this Wisconsin game. It's because the rivalries are what make college football, and it's really what makes teams and seasons. And uh, I know Coach Fleck mentioned it at the end of the uh, in his post game press conference that him beating Wisconsin is just a huge feather in a coach's cap for how a season's viewed and how their success is viewed. Um, so like I, I, you obviously mentioned that there were some missed opportunities, but I guess what, what I'm getting at is how big does a Wisconsin win feel for you? I mean, it's huge when you have a rivalry dating back a hundred plus years and everybody knows about it. It's no secret. Like it's not some little event, you know, it's one of the most historic 
games played in college football. So it's huge for morale. It's huge for um, coaching. Like it's, it means so much more than just adding another win in the season. You know, it's, it's so much more to that because if you could ask anyone on the team, anyone in the state, what their favorite gopher game was this year, they'd say Wisconsin. And it's, I would probably say at least 95% of people would say that there may be a few that, you know, have different opinions, but yeah, it just means so much more than any other game. And it does help to finish off an eight and four season, uh, you know, a season that in a lot of people's eyes may seem like a disappointment, but to end that season with a win over the Badgers. Um, I guess from your point of view, because a game like this specifically when um, <laughs> excuse me, uh, when Ethan performed so well, uh, had one of his best games of the year, um, Lamecki Brockton and scores the game-winning touchdown, uh, you get uh, young guys on defense like Cody Lindenberg, Justin Wally making plays. Those are all the guys that are coming back next year. And from a fan's perspective or even a young player on the team, that obviously gets them excited for next year. But you're obviously a senior and you're going to be uh, graduating and moving on from the program. So uh, from that perspective, like, is that weird after the game that uh, like uh, obviously as a team, you want to celebrate the win and it means so much, but. Uh, from like an outsider, they move. People move on so quickly, and they look at um, the future, and they look at and they get excited for the future, rightfully so. But I guess how how do you just kind of live in the moment and respect the win for what it was? Yeah, you know i I found myself very quickly like thinking about that. Um, you know, everyone as soon as the last play was over, everyone's running towards the axe and everything, and. You know, there's a few of the older guys going over and saying good game to some of the Wisconsin players. And me personally, you know, I was kind of sitting back a little bit as, you know, the axe was being paraded around the stadium. Uh, I was sitting back and just trying to take it all in um, as my last time in the regular season and my last time playing the Badgers, uh, you know, and kind of enjoying those little moments, seeing – the joy on teammates faces and, you know, all the struggles that different guys have gone to, through and stuff like that. You know, it, it wasn't as special because not the whole team was there, you know, only the travel squad, but just being able to see everyone filled with joy and excitement. Um, it is, it is something that's going to last with me forever. And I know that. And I'm glad that I was able to, you know, take it all in and really enjoy the people around me at the time. Yeah, I, I would imagine it's interesting in college football because, like, uh, against Iowa, you have your last home game. It's senior day, and that's a big moment in itself. And then you have your last regular season game on the road against Wisconsin, this huge historic rivalry. That's a huge moment in itself. And you feel like – um, your career is coming to an end, but then you still have a bowl game a month or so later. So it's, I would imagine it's a very interesting, like, 
fall from, or I guess it's like a slow burn realizing that your college career is over. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I don't think it's hit me a hundred percent yet, you know, against Iowa thinking about senior day and kind of reflecting on my moments as a freshman and kind of everything I've learned about football and about life throughout my college career and basically through football and through all the amazing coaches that I've had. And then last regular season game, you know, last rivalry game. So that it's like there's the last senior day at home, last game, the regular season, last rivalry, last, you know, some would call it the big game. And then last overall game. So yeah, you are right in saying it is a slow burn. Um, but I think that can help it out so much because you just get to be a lot more grateful and kind of see how everyone has touched you in your life. And, you know, it just, it makes it more personal when you're able to single out individuals through a long period of time, instead of it all comes crashing down at once, then, you know, you start not forgetting about people, but you know, those little things go unnoticed here and there. So I would call it a slow burn, but I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, I uh, obviously something that most people don't experience uh, playing sports past high school, but I would imagine it's a little surreal kind of realizing like this is kind of what you've been working towards for uh, eight to ten years now of like a realistic goal of you want to play Division One football and – you want to play in these big moments and then you're there and it's coming to an end. And it's just something that I just couldn't really even comprehend. And I don't think most people can comprehend because when you do it in high school, it's just a different thing. It's different scale. And you're around all these people that like you grew up with and uh, played youth sports with, depending where you go to high school. I know you went to uh, all boys private school, but um, it's just, it's just that sports, and I think that's what makes sports fun, and that's what makes college sports special because in the NFL you get some guys that play a handful of years, two or three, and then you get some guys that play 15, and you don't really know when that last moment's coming when you play professional sports, but in college, like, it comes to an end for everyone, um, yeah. and you only get four years of eligibility. Now it's all over the place, but uh, – it, it's just games like this where the Gophers beat Wisconsin the first time and for back-to-back first time in 30 years. It's just, this is what I think makes college football special. Yeah. Without a doubt. And, you know, growing up, you could uh, buy the NCAA football games and I was a huge fan of those and whatnot. And that really made me love college football. And I would still say, I'm a bigger fan of college football than I am of the NFL. NFL has, you know, the best players and whatnot, but I truly think college football has the best stories and, you know, so many different unique backgrounds and the underdog stepping up and doing something special, remarkable. Um, So it really does make college football special, especially the rivalries. Like, yeah, there's nothing like that. Uh, NFL can try to produce 
a rivalry as much as they want, but college football is really where the rivalries are at. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun and would not take a day back at all. Yeah, it, especially a game like this. And rivalry week in general is such an interesting thing for the sport because you're uh, in the NFL, like week 16, 17 comes around and there's a team that's, I don't know, like six and 10 or yeah, six and 10 now because you play 17 and uh, they're not going to the playoffs and they don't really have much to play for in that last week of the year. But in college, you get a game like this between Wisconsin, who's having a disappointing season, Minnesota, who's underperforming but still playing football at a very high level and had a few results they don't like. But this game still feels like it's massive. It feels like the stakes are super high because um, it, it just means a lot because Coach Fleck in the program, the state that it's in right now, being able to say that, they beat Wisconsin back-to-back years for the first time in like 30 years. That just it it's weird how you can just beat one team and it just completely changes the outlook of where the program sits. Like uh like if you beat a uh Wisconsin was six and five, I think, heading into this game. So if you beat like a six and five, hypothetically a six and five like Illinois team in the last week of the year, it's just not gonna mean as much. And that's what makes college football special. Because you even look across the country that uh, Michigan and Ohio State, Ohio State's been one of the most consistent teams in the country under uh, Ryan Day. And um, they might have had five losses in like four or five years, but lost to Michigan back-to-back years. And now the vibe around that program has completely changed. And people are like, uh, they're looking at Ryan Day. They're like, this is a failure, blah, blah, blah. And it just – I think it shows how important games like this can be because for how big of an opportunity it was for the Gophers to play in a Big Ten West title and how the race was so wide open this year, I would imagine a lot of people on the team realized that and they realized there was a giant opportunity to play in Indianapolis. But a win like this really does – it masks – that disappointment, at least from a fan's perspective. I can't speak on the team, but um, it gives you something to look back on and be like, we did something that nobody's done in 30 years. And um, it just – it makes the season something positive when heading into the week, a lot of people were pointing out the negatives, that another loss to Iowa, another missed opportunity here, missed opportunity there. And now a lot of people are saying that – the program's still going in the right direction, which it has been the whole time. And people just make so so many drastic reactions in sports, and it's so polarizing that a uh, team or a player, they either suck or they're really good. And it's just I think this game uh, kind of just epitomizes the whole season, that um, you guys were consistent the whole year and played great football the whole year. Um, and – ended up beating Wisconsin and I think season ended on a positive. Yeah, definitely a positive. And like you said, it's the first time in 30 some years that Minnesota has beaten Wisconsin back to back years. So it is, it is very tough to 
have overnight change. And, you know, if you look back and you say Indiana in 2020, yeah, you know, they had kind of a remarkable year that nobody could have predicted. And then right after that, you know, disappointing 2021 this year, I don't believe they're bowl eligible. So, you know, you can get those years every once in a while where things will blow up, but to continually win in the big 10 is very difficult. And, you know, teams like Ohio state, like Michigan make it look easy and, you know, have their fan bases (laughs) very happy and have everybody else in the big 10, you know, wanting to be them and wanting to look completely unstoppable. But it takes it takes time to get to that level, and it takes a lot of hard work. And I know that's what all the guys have been putting in and trying to build that foundation for Minnesota so that one day Minnesota is that program to be taken down. Um, so it is a bit disappointing knowing that, you know, my time is up here and I wasn't the one to – be revered that way but hopefully through all the seniors hard work all the guys hard work throughout this year we're building a solid foundation to achieve the big 10 west the big 10 and going forward even more so if we can be a part of that i think that's a great accomplishment in itself that people will be very grateful for many years down the road yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that. I think in in sports in general, what sets apart good programs and good teams at the pro level, it's putting your team in a position to succeed every single week. And um, there's just like circumstances in a season that it's just impossible to prepare for. Um, for example, losing Chris Ottman Bell early in the year to an injury. Um, like injuries are going to happen in sports at any level, especially college football. And like uh, eight and four season for the Gophers with a win over Wisconsin, like they were, you guys were in position to compete for a Big Ten championship. If there were a few more bounces that went another way, I think you guys have a game this week. But um, it's just, it's a good place for a program to be in a position like that. And if you do that every single year, statistically, the bounces are going to fall your way uh, sooner rather than later. And you're going to reach a point where you want to be. And it, it it's just that's just kind of, I think, how sports work. And some people make it want to be black and white so bad and make it want to think that you are who your record is or you are what your record is. And at the end of the day, you kind of are in sports, but – it's more – I think it's deeper than that. It's not black and white that, like, you guys were favored in every game but two, this one and against Penn State. So, uh, it's it's just different. It's more complicated than people make it out to be sometimes. And – or it's just more complex, I should say. And um, it just it, – it that's what makes, I think, sports interesting. But it just – Sometimes fans are just make such strong opinions and polarize the entire 
topic and it just becomes overwhelming, especially after a game like this when uh, you go online and people say, oh, uh, it's either P.J. Flex, the greatest coach of all time, or uh, this team stinks and he needs to be fired. Like, they're, it, it just becomes very tiresome after a while. And I've admittedly um, getting too annoyed by it, I think. But um, I, I, that's that's what makes college football college football is the crazy fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's the, – I think another thing that makes – Wisconsin, Minnesota, so special of a rivalry is uh, just that there's not not much in between the two. You know, there's the University of Minnesota, and then there's the University of Wisconsin. And between those two schools, there's a lot of other smaller schools, but those are the two that really stick out on a map. And that's what people focus on. And that's what makes the rivalry special, but to your other point, yeah, that, that is what makes college football special. The, uh, the crazy fans and, you know, we don't have to listen to it, but nowadays it's all over the place. Um, you know, I, if I see something, I'll just scroll past it most of the times. Um, you know, there's comments made about my performance and, my teammates' performances and whatnot. And that's, you know, those people's opinions. And that's their truth because that's all that they get to see. Everything else, everything that we do training-wise, uh, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, that's all behind the curtains. And that's not what people get to see. But your teammates see that. They understand it. Uh, you know, they're going through the same or similar situation. Um, but your teammates aren't the ones that are going to sell out 80,000 uh, seats in the stadium. So, you know, there's some good and bad that comes with fans, but that's college football, like you said, you know, diehard fans and people from Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done all parts of Wisconsin, all parts of Minnesota supporting the Gophers or the Badgers. And we were just very happy that all the Gophers fans were able to stay the full length of the game and celebrate at the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the point that you mentioned that uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota, there's really not much in between. It is a very interesting thing because uh, – Minnesota really only has, even in basketball, I think one other D1 school now with St. Thomas uh, making the move. And Wisconsin has a few other small uh, private schools like Marquette. But it's really, in football, I think uh, University of Minnesota and University of Wisconsin are the only two FBS schools in each state, um, which is a lot different. Like a state like Ohio, when there's 
handful of schools in the MAC, and you get Ohio State, you get Cincinnati, Miami of Ohio, Kent State, uh, Ohio University. It's just uh, it that's what makes the rivalry special, and I agree with you. That's an interesting point. Um, and I guess kind of I, looking back at the season as a whole, um, looking back at I guess at your performance for the year, um, when you look back at twelve games you played, and uh hit a few big kicks against Nebraska, a big kick uh, last week against Wisconsin. Um, How would you, how uh, happy were you with your season as a whole, do you think? Personally. Um, yeah, no, uh, you know, fairly happy. Um, uh, it's always nice to contribute those points when they really matter and to, you know, have that feeling that you're actually helping out the team in any way possible. Um, but you know, still, still some disappointments, still some kicks that I want back. And it's not like it was anything crazy. You know, the misses were all very, very close misses. Um, but those close misses, I think live with you a little bit longer because they were that close, you know, it, it wasn't something major that went wrong or anything like that. Um, like after the last field goal attempt against Wisconsin to go up two scores, you know, that was probably the most disappointing one out of all, all because, you know, it gave Wisconsin a chance. You know, I wanted yeah. to go out there and completely crush their souls and not have to put everything on the defense, you know, give them a little wiggle room. But, um, yeah, that one just – Doinked right off the upright and uh, didn't go my way. But overall, I would say it was a good year. Um, glad to be a part of this team and help out in any way. Um, still plenty to work on, but I'm, I'm glad that when I was called upon, for the most part, I was able to go out there and do my thing. Yeah, and you get to, I guess, leave Minnesota undefeated against Wisconsin. <laughs> exactly. Most important part. Um, so now I guess that the regular season's over. Uh there's a lot of a lot of stuff that happens, I guess, right after uh this game and right after next week when the bowl games start getting announced. Um and I guess something that I'm just interested in from like a player's perspective on a team. Uh, in college football nowadays with the transfer portal, it's obviously such a big thing. Uh, you know, obviously transferring to Minnesota. Um, when someone on the team um, says that they're entering the transfer portal online or something, or even you hear that someone's coming in from the transfer portal, how does the team kind of, I guess, react to news like that? And even how do you react to news like that? Yeah. Um, at first, when I was a freshman, um I thought that, you know, it was completely disloyal when you transfer. And, you know, it's such a big deal because how could you, like, leave your teammates, leave your brothers like that? Um, but, you know, through experience and through doing it myself, um, it is a business decision. And a lot of times the guys that are transferring, um, you know, it's typically for a good reason. You know, they're – not getting the playing time they want or uh, for me personally, I wanted to, you know, see what I could do and 
bet on myself and go big or go home really. And it's guys taking a chance on themselves because when you enter the portal, nothing is guaranteed. You know, you could have expectations to get all these other D one offers, but nothing comes your way and you may not play football again. So this guy is betting on themselves. And I know from experience, it could be a very scary time in your life because you don't know what's going to happen, you know, not transferring, playing it safe, staying in one place for your whole career is admirable. But at the same time, for some people, it doesn't take a lot of guts. You know, you can just kind of coast on by if you're not somebody that is very, you know, vital to the team. Um, so I look at the transfer portal really as guys wanting to bet on themselves and looking at what is best for them, what is best for their families. And it is tough for fan bases to accept that because fan bases want to look at each player for what they can provide the team and how they can contribute to a win. So, you know, when you're not playing well, when you're not performing well, they want you to enter the transfer portal, but when you are playing well, they don't want you to enter the transfer portal, but it's really a hard decision for a lot of guys and guys that are leaving or going to be leaving Minnesota. I wish the best for them and guys that are coming here from other schools. I wish the best for them as well, because, you know, it's, it's tough entering into a new environment, new facility and whole new set of people and being able to perform immediately and at the very highest level. So I think it's very difficult and guys that do it are really taking a leap of faith. And, you know, I wish the best for every guy that does it as long as they have good intentions. Yeah. I think one aspect of the portal that people kind of forget is uh, like you mentioned, you, uh, you enter and there's no guarantee that a coach is going to call you and offer you another scholarship. And I would imagine that is a very intimidating thing when you already have a scholarship and you work so hard to get to one point and then you just willingly give it up betting on yourself hoping to get an opportunity that's better for, for you. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just the transport has really become such a polarizing thing amongst fans of teams. And that's another thing that I get annoyed with online is if uh, you tweet that a player is entering the transfer portal and then you get five fans saying like, Oh, like good. He sucks. Blah, blah. blah. And like it's, like I said, everyone just wants to make everything black or white. It's either you good, you're good or you suck. You're on the team or you're not. And <laughs> uh, it just it, like life's not that easy sometimes. And like the, I, I think the transfer portal is great for college sports because it's even more than uh, playing time. Sometimes people just don't like schools that they're going to, and they're not happy. Some people aren't happy living in Minnesota in the winter. And they want to go to a school in the south or a school out west. And uh, it, it just 
people think it's just like, oh, I'm not getting playing time. I have to leave. And sometimes it's more complicated than that. And that that's the biggest thing I would say to any Gophers fan listening to this, complaining about the transfer portal, that it's uh, a lot more complicated of a decision most of the time than you think. Yeah. And mo- not most of the time. I would say 100% of the time when you have a teammate that you've gotten really close to and they transfer, you know, that connection doesn't just die there. You know, I still talk to a lot of my old teammates at Kent and, you know, they still watch my games. I still watch their games. And same can be said for guys at Minnesota that have gone elsewhere. Um, That's just, that's just kind of how it is on the inside. Like teammates are teammates, you know, they're supporting you and they always want what's best for you. Um, even though on the outside it can look like, you know, they're betraying you or they're disloyal or anything like that. Um, once you really get to know somebody and know their why, know their reasonings, um, there's a lot more compassion there than a fan would have realistically. Yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree with that. Um, I guess kind of now uh, looking more towards uh, after the regular season, um, you guys are bull eligible. Um, kind of how does the whole uh, process work between now and this time next week when you have a team and a game you can prepare for? Um, what is like, I guess, your practice schedule look like and how does the team, I guess, kind of function in this week when – you really have nothing to look forward to on paper. Yeah. You know, it it can be tough not knowing your opponent, like how are you going to make a game plan for nobody? Um, But no, it's a great time to return to the fundamentals and throughout the season, you know, so many injuries happen, so many uh, different game plans and, Sometimes you do get away from the basics and it is good to return to the basics. You know, that's what makes the greatest players in the world. You know, they're extremely, extremely good at the little things. So, you know, getting really good at those little things and for all the guys that are injured and not being able to play in the bowl game, you know, it gives us a little bit more time to get those guys healthy or, you know, catch their backups up to speed. Um, But, yeah, it's a really good time for that. Yeah, I would imagine it's kind of almost like a uh, random, like, week that's almost like the offseason because you have no opponent you're preparing for. And uh, it's obviously a lot different than the routine you were in the regular season. Um, But, yeah, I I think if – you don't have anything else that you'd like to add. I think we'll wrap it up there for uh, this week's episode. Um, as always, I appreciate everyone um, for listening. Uh, row the boat, Sky Uman, go Gophers.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.